Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why anger makes you look guilty, a new quantum microscope and the impossibly small things we can see with it, and why the fight against cancer is going very well. Let's satisfy some curiosity. If you're ever accused of doing something you definitely didn't do, scientists have one important tip. Stay calm. According to new research, anger makes you look guilty. Unfortunately, that same research says that people tend to get angrier when they're falsely accused than when they're actually guilty. So this is pretty important research for people to understand. To uncover this uncomfortable paradox, researchers conducted six studies. In one study, participants watched clips from a courtroom TV show. And then they got to say whether they thought each person was innocent or guilty. And sure enough, people were more likely to rate the angriest defendants as guilty. The same thing happened in scenarios outside the courtroom, like when a man was accused of infidelity and when the participants were all professionals who assessed truthfulness for a living. In another study, participants were given a text editing task that was either easy, like capitalizing a few letters, or difficult, like deleting all the adverbs. If they did the task correctly, they'd receive a bonus payment. Afterward, some participants were randomly told that they had done the task incorrectly. The accused, who were assigned the easy task and less likely to have made mistakes, were much angrier about the accusation than those who had performed the difficult task. So if innocent people get angrier than guilty people, then why do we think the opposite? Well, it may come down to trustworthiness. Past research has shown that people decide how trustworthy someone is before deciding whether or not they're guilty. And anger makes people seem less trustworthy. So people see someone's anger, decide they're not super trustworthy, and conclude that they must be guilty. While staying calm can help, but the research also suggests not staying completely silent. In one of the studies, participants thought a defendant seemed most guilty when he invoked his Fifth Amendment right and stayed silent. Anger was the next most guilty thing the defendant could express. So silence, unfortunately, is even worse than anger. This research just highlights, once again, that people aren't really great lie detectors. We definitely think we can tell if someone is lying, but we're actually just judging whether or not someone appears trustworthy or reliable. And that is not the same as guilt. It's important to keep these findings in mind since they probably have an impact on both our social conflicts and actual criminal convictions. The next time someone appears angry, we can try to remind ourselves that that probably means they're more likely to be innocent than guilty. Quantum entanglement is one of the oddest truths in physics. Entangled particles can act in tandem, even when separated by long distances. And now, a team of Australian researchers has harnessed this strange phenomenon to create a more powerful microscope that can take an unprecedented look inside living cells. Here's how it works. Traditional microscopes create images by bouncing bursts of light off an object and collecting the photons in a sensor. 
But there's an inherent randomness thanks to all those photons bouncing off the subject in the background and arriving at the sensor at different times. This randomness adds noise to the final image. To compensate for this, scientists typically dial up the intensity of the light. And I mean dial up. The best imaging systems use light that is billions of times brighter than the sun. So it's no surprise that such a bright light can damage or alter the behavior of the thing they're trying to image. This is especially true when scientists try to look at biological processes and living systems. I mean, imagine how you'd act if someone shined a super bright light on you. But quantum entanglement gives scientists a way to reduce the noise in the image without increasing the light intensity. Because pairs of photons that are entangled move together, each detected photon provides slightly more information about the subject under the microscope. So this new quantum microscope can provide better resolution. And this first-of-its-kind experiment showed a 35% improvement in image clarity. To demonstrate the effectiveness of the new microscope technique to look at living cells, scientists compared images of a yeast cell taken with both methods. With a standard microscope, the cell wall was clearly visible in the first image, but in images taken immediately afterward, it was obvious that the strong light pulse caused significant damage to the organism. But with the quantum microscope, they didn't see any damage. And even better, several specialized structures were visible inside the cell, which showed how much better the clarity was. The images had a resolution of a stunning 200 nanometers. That's smaller than wavelengths of visible light, and close to the size of the smallest bacteria we know of. The team hopes that this experiment will be able to create a new era of quantum sensors that could be used in everything from medical diagnostics to molecular biology to organic chemistry. You might even say that the field of quantum microscopy has a bright future. Why would you say that, Ashley? Because of light. All right. Cancer is scary. There's no way around that. But the good news with cancer is that, well, it's not all bad news. Because while we will never truly cure cancer, the fight against it is actually going really well. At the moment, cancers are the number two leading cause of death in the U.S. But in a recent paper, a group of medical researchers have pointed out an optimistic trend more than 600,000 Americans died of cancers in 2020, but they expect that number to fall to 410,000 by 2040. And considering that the population of the U.S. is projected to grow by 12% in that same time, that's actually a huge drop in cancer deaths. Lung cancer is the biggest killer of the bunch, and that's likely to decrease by more than 50% as people increasingly stop using tobacco products. Other common cancers will fall as well due to preventative measures like improved screenings and other incremental advances. All that's looking pretty good. The biggest problem with cancer is that we will never cure it. And this is because there really is nothing we can point to and call cancer. Lung cancer, breast cancer, and colon cancer are often treated like individual diseases that have distinct causes, but that's not true. At its core, cancer is uncontrolled cell growth, typically in tissues with quickly dividing cells, like skin. 
a segment of the DNA in a cell mutates and the cell loses its ability to know when it should stop growing and dividing. Now, all cancers have that in common, but the problem is that there are so many things that can mess up DNA and so many places in the body that these errors can happen that it's almost impossible to point to a single cause for any given cancer. The second problem is that cancer is a numbers game. We are all made of cells that grow and divide, and this happens throughout our lives. Little mutations can happen naturally, and most of the time, our bodies are good at spotting cells that have stepped out of line and setting them straight. But the longer we live, the more chances we have for those fail-safes to break down. Finally, one of the reasons cancer has become more prevalent is because we've become really good at not dying of other things. Cancer rates are what they are mostly because diseases like polio, tuberculosis, and typhoid aren't getting us first anymore. So, while cancers may very well be a fact of life, the outlook is getting a lot better. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that if you're falsely accused of something, try to remain calm. A recent study finds that anger makes people look guilty, even though that same study also finds that falsely accused people are actually angrier than guilty people. In the end, maybe just don't judge a person's guilt or innocence by their emotional reaction. How about that? I got accused of something when I was in fifth grade, and I still remember it, and I still remember how furious I was. Because I was just like, I literally did not do this. And I, I don't know. I just yelled at everybody. Yeah. I remember something like that where like the worst thing, at least to me as a goody two shoes elementary school kid, the worst thing that could happen to you is you would get a pink slip Ooh. in elementary school. And I had never, ever gotten one in my entire life. It was really early in the morning and we were waiting in the school office for the teachers to let us out on the playground because it was too early. And I was talking to my friend and we were all talking and a couple of the kids had been warned they were talking too loud. And then I was talking to my friend and that was the moment she decided to give me a pink slip. She said, I warned you. And I was like, she didn't warn me. She didn't warn me. <sighs> and uh, and I, that was the moment. And I remember being so mad and feeling like, well, fine, now I'll break all the rules. I mean, I didn't, but like I, I wanted to. That's adorable that you never got in trouble. <laughs> I lived in the principal's office in second grade. Oh, man. My friend Nima and I fought on the bus and we were friends, but we, <laughs> I, was, I literally was on a first name basis with the principal every week. <laughs> I was in so much trouble all the time. Uh, yeah, I was a. Uh... I was a very, very good kid, like probably to a fault. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, we also learned that scientists built a microscope that uses quantum entanglement to see things we've never seen before. By entangling the photons used to detect the image, the team was able to get a 35% improvement in image clarity and zoom in on living cells. And they were doing it at a resolution smaller than wavelengths of visible light. I mean... Quantum microscope. Enough said. Next story. Yeah, basically. And we learned that while we'll never really cure cancer, since cancer is just uncontrolled cell growth from mutated DNA, and DNA mutations can happen for all sorts of reasons, it turns out that our fight against cancer is actually going very well. Swimmingly, in fact. 
Researchers predict that the number of U.S. cancer deaths are going to fall by about 150,000 by 2040. And that's with a projected 12% increase in population. Lung cancer is currently the biggest killer when it comes to cancer, and it's predicted to drop by a whopping 50% in that time. I mean, finally, some good news about cancer, right? Yes. Today's writers were Kelsey Donk, Brianna Brownell, and Cameron Duke. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. You should be guilty of joining us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes, and then you won't even have to get mad about it. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.